Welcome to the Gin and Topics podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Isaiah. And I'm Noah. And today we are joined by none other than Benjamin. Hello, Benjamin. Hey guys, I'm glad to be on your podcast. It's been a while, so I'm glad to be on my first one for you guys. Yes, yes. You are are a podcast um, frequenter. Yes, of my brother and Michael's podcast, The Slice of Life. And they will be on the podcast next week? Uh, Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Okay. Um, So we'll have that for you. Um, But yes, uh, drink-wise, Noah, what did you bring for us? I brought us uh, Ko, I think it's pronounced, K-O-E, organic kombucha. Okay, I need to take a Tropical flavored. Oh my goodness. And Ben? Am I supposed to drink this? Yeah, this is. You're supposed to drink it while we talk. Okay. Okay. So, Ben, we always. That crisp. Yeah, that's a little close. But. Yeah, I'm just going to right here. Maybe like this. It's not not a. (laughs) Oh, that was too much. I'm going to turn the gain down. (laughs) Okay. So, we have new audio equipment for reference. I'll turn your. I'll turn your guys's. So it, an admission on my part, I don't think I've ever actually tasted kombucha. Before. Well, you are. Did you just take a sip or no? No, I'm gonna. Take oh one wait, hold up, time. hold up! Don't okay. do it yet. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, this we is are the about experience. to experience experience history. Someone just got an email. You did. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Benjamin. Yes. Go forth. All right, I'm gonna take a full sip. Oh, this is okay. probably actually some of the best kombucha I've had. It's really flavorful. You like? And it? what is kombucha supposed to taste like? Like a good? Well, it's fermented. Right. And it's mushroom a, juice. A mushroom right. Right. Because um, so I've always associated to... terrible, like, oh, this is gonna just taste like no taste at all or something yeah. like that. Well, yeah. I think kombucha, just plain kombucha, used to be a lot more popular, but they okay. started adding flavoring, and it became a lot more meat. The home-brewed kombucha. Yeah, and we used to do that, but it was kind of like a tangy. They put a mm. lot of sugar in it, so it was like a tangy, a little little bit sweet, kind of like a... Yeah, this has very little added sugar. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was supposed to be like a tangy kind of health drink, because it's like a... Is it a probiotic? Yeah, probiotic. It's like black okay. tea. And a mushroom okay. that pretty much ferment. Because it tastes almost like, well, not quite as sweet as an Izzy, mm-hmm. but it's flavorful, and it's definitely more flavorful than yeah. sparkling water. It's like a, it's like so, a deeper flavor. Than, right. And it's better than you for Izzy. Oh, than Izzy. Okay, it's okay. better for you. Yeah. <laughs> than Izzy. <laughs> I'm be- <laughs> and Izzy is better than me? Okay, guys. It's really yeah. good for gut health and helps mm. with um, the organisms in this your tastes, stomach. Yeah, this tastes really good. I'm surprised. I would never voluntarily drink kombucha, so this good. is this good. is awesome. Good. I'm glad that we could have this experience with you because mm-hmm. that's a very beautiful moment. Is when you just experience something new and yeah, it's up there with having a kid. I'm sure. So uh, <laughs> no one I can attest to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, my mom treated the kombucha mushroom like a kid <laughs> when we had that thing. Like, oh, the, the mushroom is reproducing. We must find friends to oh give mushrooms my. to. Yep. Yeah. Sounds it's a weird good, part of our yeah. life, but there was a giant container just <laughs> chilling in the corner of the kitchen for like weeks on end. And we were like, when's that ready? My mom was like, oh, kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were actually, your mama wanted to create kind of custom kombucha or like. Well, the, yeah, she just kombucha. made it at okay. home. Because it's kind of expensive, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what store. I've heard. Yeah. 
just mm. adds up if you drink a lot. A new of it. world. I don't know yeah. if I'll revisit this world again, but oh, I come mean, on, you gotta experiment. <laughs> I mean, Izzy's are it like it's like yeah. for me, it's yeah, like they're cheaper. So you said okay. gut health. Yeah, so that means really if you're having gut. big time issues. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. If you have like stomach cramps a lot, I think it helps with that ultimately. Gotcha. <clears throat> but today we're here to discuss careers uh, with Benjamin. Yeah. Or Ben. Benjamin. You could call me Ben. It's very it's formal. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I don't have a suit and tie right now. Here unless yeah. given permission to. No, that's fair. Um. So Ben, what what do you do for a job? Yeah. So. I'll start out where I work. So I work for the Royal Bank of Canada, mm-hmm. Wealth Management. And so when people hear that initially, they're like, wait, <laughs> you work for a Canadian bank? Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, oh, don't worry, everyone. I actually work for the U.S. headquarters. So mm-hmm. the, it's strange that the I think they're the first or second biggest can- bank in Canada. I think the first. But then in the U.S., they have a presence um, here in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And so it's a long story, but I got the job um, in the Minneapolis location. Okay. And obviously for the last two and a half years or so, I've been working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that, I did do an internship there in on-premise. Okay. Um, so, just yes. the internship? or just the, just the internship and a little bit of full-time. Okay. And then, it, then COVID hit, and then that's when everything changed Went so <laughs> exactly okay. so um my role is called a systems reliability engineer mm-hmm. and right now i'm in the associate level so i've just kind of starting out um, but i've learned a ton uh, over the last couple of years in my role um, but basically my responsibilities are um, for the banking applications mm-hmm. i have to identify like they're called points of failures within the applications and just identify those, build reports based on the data that I'm seeing um, from instance surrounding the applications as well. And then just try to improve overall um, reliability for the application. So the, hence the term system reliability, you're really focusing on like they call it hardening of the system. So basically you're, you're building a wall around them with monitoring and everything surrounding that. Gotcha. Um, so I don't want to get too technical because I know that's <laughs> right. that's not the place. Yeah. Um, but basically, I interact with a lot of teams within the organization for the applications, and I try to assist in that regard. Okay, so gotcha. that's I think it that was, in a nutshell. Yeah, I think that was a really succinct and layman's way of explaining. Hopefully, it, what you it's do just for a living. little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into too much of the technical stuff, but hopefully right. that makes it easier. Yeah, that I understood. Um, just a quick personal question. Can you bank through your business in as an American? Or do you have to be Canadian? Like, what makes... Why is it... Was it just founded in Canada? or? It, yeah, it was definitely started in Canada. But for the U.S. side, you do have to either... Well, in terms of investing, you have to go through their, like, official-supported uh, firms, I believe. So, like, okay. Fidelity and stuff like that. Gotcha. But you are restricted since you work at a bank. You're restricted on what you can do as mm-hmm. an employee. So I can't, I don't think, I would have to ask my advisor, but I don't think I could just install Robinhood and day trade. Gotcha. I just don't think I can do that. Gotcha. Well, um, Robinhood's a bad way to day trade. <laughs> well, whatever you, you, the kids are using Because we're not sponsored. Well, oh. I mean, I still use Robinhood. Oh, yeah, I would not too. recommend it. Okay. 
Um, but like, regardless, so those are kind of the restrictions that you're like working at a bank. Gotcha. I haven't explored <laughs> to, to like try to get past the restrictions, yeah. you should, um, you should. which I shouldn't <laughs> to keep my job. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what, from my understanding that those are the restrictions. So. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so when, when did you realize that you wanted to do this for a career? Like, did you see yourself going into like bank management, not like bank management, but like the role you're in now or what? Yeah, that's a good question. So when I say I work at a bank, I work on the technical side. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing really related to actual money management or anything like that. Right. It is definitely the only the applications, but I need to know a little bit about banking terms Mm -hmm. when dealing with the, the teams. Um, but for, and as far as technology, it was at a really young age. Okay. So when I was like probably nine or so, I think I saved up enough, enough money to buy my first laptop mm-hmm. and it might've been a little bit later than that. And that's when it took off. Cause I would just like, I was a sponge. Basically I would learn as much as I could about technology through blogs and, um, all the technology surrounding everything new that was coming out. I would just try to learn that. And I love the, um, the troubleshooting nature of it. So like fixing your problem, like your own problems with your computers and such. Gotcha. Um, so I was always interested in that. Always knew I wanted to go into computers. Yeah. I but can... I didn't know what specifically. Yeah. Okay. I can, yeah. I can remember when we were quite young um, and we would come over to your house as kids. Yeah. And you would just trick out our crappy old little <laughs> yep, yep. PCA laptops. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was fun. Because Ben knew everything about laptops. Yeah, um, he switched the whole, the whole like layout of our crap of our Windows, Windows. Uh, laptops into MacBooks. Oh right, yeah. that's what I. <laughs> yeah, it was like I the dock yeah. and fences. Yeah, the stuff dock. Like and, yep, exactly. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, it it was a better layout than what we had before. But yeah, so that was cool because you did that like. How old were we? We were young. Oh, I, was probably, I was probably like I don't know. I was probably 11. 12. Yeah. No. Yeah. Then I was even younger. And I've always been like the helping my grandparents out and like you know the standard mm-hmm. like hey oh, yeah. what what do you can you help me with this computer? <laughs> and they I'd see be you like as a total god. <laughs> yeah. Plug in yeah. the USB. Yeah. And then you're like wait you just have to restart the computer. It's just turn oh, off. It's brilliant. I remember when our mom <laughs> yeah. would call me in the room to help her turn on Netflix. Oh, on no. our TV. Oh, jeez. <laughs> ne- really no days. Netflix button on the there TV. There was a remote? Netflix button on it too. <laughs> oh man, it was just really small. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but well, it, yeah, it sounds like you you knew what you wanted to do at a young, mm-hmm. very young age. Was there ever a time before then that you wanted to do something different? So, my dad's an accountant, mm-hmm. so he loves math. He loves numbers. <clears throat> so he was always like hey, you want to go into accounting and <laughs> take on the accounting role? So I was always a little interested in uh, data analytics as well. Gotcha. And, and that's what I continue to do a little bit with my job too. So with Excel and like building reports. Yeah. Um, and I built a, actually kind of a back-end Excel file that's the source of a Tableau, which is a visual interface too for my work. So it's I've always liked that aspect. Yeah. So that's I think I get that from my dad. In terms of like Excel and accounting, but I don't necessarily touch the um, like financials and stuff like that. But I still like working with it. Um, but it was always, yeah, it was always never. I didn't actually want to become an accountant. 
Mm-hmm. It was always just uh, staying with the tech side and troubleshooting and such, encoding and everything like that. Yeah. But no, I don't think there was ever really, it, it was so nice. I was blessed in that regard because it's like, there's so many options out there, but I always wanted to just stay on the computer side of things. So Yeah. Well, in that area, I feel like, I guess I, I have a series of questions, but I have to start it with, mm-hmm. do you believe that personality has a heavy influence on choice of career? That's a really good question. So <clears throat> I think I think so. I mean, you you associate like the 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 tech nerds or whatever as people who prefer to like maybe like stay close like maybe do work alone or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a stigma that can take you only so far. Um I think I kind of agree with with that, I guess, assumption you could say, even within my own career, um, as I do like doing things on my own, but it's kind of a combination for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just speaking from my own personal um, perspective, I do love working with a team, and actually I do a ton of, a ton of interactions every day are with other members of, the, of different teams. Mm-hmm. And so I love that that feeling of working as a group to achieve a goal. And so that's where I think if I actually just hunkered down and coded all day, I would not be happy at, at all with doing that. But having said that, I think personality does correspond, correspond more often, at least with tech jobs, mm-hmm. um, in terms of being more um, like withdrawn or something like that maybe i think that could correlate um in my in my position it is a lot of interaction with other teams and such Mm -hmm. um but having said that it is it is pretty challenging i mean certain people who have out very outgoing personalities we would be more suitable for a managerial role or something like that so i think the that can tie in um but in terms of technology i think a wide range to be honest Gotcha. Um, so, but, I think that's yeah. a fair answer. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, well, in that, what, what what about your personality helps you thrive at your job? Because I know f- just from personal conversations that you know you're moving up even quicker in your company than you uh, thought you would. And what what do you think? What do you think for someone who is either considering this career or something around this, or is in this career and wants to wants advice what do you see has worked for you and what's furthering you yeah so when i first got my internship i was like i was like a kid well not in the candy store but i was scared like i was like this is corp this is corporate life Mm -hmm. and do i really want to do this um so going in kind of fresh-faced in the internship really recently after i completed my four-year degree um and I was really shy too, in terms of like just interacting with these people above me. I just I thought I was just on another level below everyone. Um, but the the cool thing was as I went through my internship and became more willing to I guess talk to other people because it was kind of a necessity because due to the work that they was requ- that was required, it forced you to get out of your comfort zone and ask people above you for for items or ask them for help and so in that regard i think being willing to just break out of my comfort zone 
was huge. And I think for anyone entering into the field, especially with tech, the biggest advice I could say is if you do get an internship, which number one, please, please get an internship because mm-hmm. I waited too long, actually. Um, I would suggest getting How an internship in junior C because I was, it was after I graduated. So I had a period of time uh, after that. I really, I wasn't working in my field Okay. and I should have got on that sooner, but internships are so, so good because they provide an opportunity for the intern to really get to know and leave a good impression on man- managers and higher level at the, where you're working. Mm-hmm. So when I finished my internship, I showed myself to the team that I could work with a team, with the team. And so it was very easy. You have to give them a reason to hire you. Mm-hmm. And so it was really easy. They they always prefer to hire interns because mm-hmm. it saves them so much paperwork and trying to hire, hire outside um, outside work. Plus they get a view of your personality. Right, your exactly. It's so, they would love, if you get an internship, by far know this, that companies want to hire you. So yeah. you just can't give away that opportunity. That's mm-hmm. the key. So you have to show yourself. And the thing is, depending on the size of your intern class, you have to show yourself to be on the top, like 10 or something like that, if there's 30, because they might not be able to hire every single intern in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what they told to me as well. And I, I think out of the 15, seven were hired um, in our intern class. So having said that, definitely show yourself that you can work it with a team that means being open to suggestions, being able to ask questions. That's huge. And then they'll be jumping on that opportunity to hire you. Right. Um, and that's exactly what happened in my case, just because I was able to like slowly learn, okay, that it doesn't matter if you can ask a question of someone who's a way, I guess, higher up than you. They'll be willing to at least entertain the question, and it'll help. it'll show them that you're willing to, to learn. So humility. Right. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I get what you're saying with like, even, even in a non-corporate job, like asking questions is probably one of the most, one of the most important things when starting a job Mm -hmm. for sure. Because like there was a job that I think I kind of failed at. Like I've had (laughs) a lot of jobs. I probably had, I'll say like, seven official jobs like for a company you know on a consistent payroll and it's not because i got fired from all of them that i have so many i've gotten i've just was interested in other things or i wanted to expand my resume or i wanted to uh get better pay um i've left jobs for like a dollar increase before but you know that's Dude, just, a buck increases that's buck that's increase. living life and that's making money moves at a young age um but there was one job and i won't say which one but i didn't ask i i asked like no questions i just like observed and sometimes that's not enough mm-hmm. you know sometimes just looking and trying to understand what's going on sometimes just doesn't do it you got to ask okay what are you doing there like what did you just do and i feel like that was one of the reasons that that job went so poorly for me and it was like it was like pretty bad (laughs) so i remember that i feel your pain (laughs) yeah so yeah i guess uh but yeah what i mean what noah said humility is is key as well just being able to 
show yourself as that because no one wants a student who's fresh off a four-year degree to know everything and be like hey i know everything already because you, you don't smart. exactly yeah well, that's the worst kind of people too like oh, yeah. when you're at a job that you've been working for you know a little while and then someone new comes on and then you're like this is the way we do this like i've trained people in jobs before like not like manager positions but just like helping them do the job that they're supposed to and they're like why don't you just do it this way it, it's much more efficient this way and i was like well that's not up to code <laughs> and mm-hmm. that will get you fired so yeah it's humility especially is working in part. the kitchen which is what i feel like you're talking about yeah because we've both worked in kitchens and mm-hmm. there's a lot easier way to do things but oh, right. it's not you got health code you can get yep. fired for it right yep and that could extrapolate that in like a banking environment where everything's super secure mm-hmm. if you had a hot shot trying to do things out of order so there's a lot of security at banks if you try to like kind of skip certain steps mm-hmm. not good at all so right. that could be definitely yeah that could be really bad in that environment too yeah but yeah so don't be a cocky stupid yeah <laughs> ask questions Freshy. work hard show yourself that you can or show your colleagues that you can work as in a team and then that's the biggest advice i think i could give honestly yeah. so now expanding more to the hypothetical this isn't particularly mm. about your job if you could if there was any job in the world that you could have or maybe maybe you're even working up to it but like where would you want to be and i guess when because i think that's a important part of that question yeah um i was thinking about this and this is kind of crazy so it would be the near the end of my career Mm -hmm. but i would love to just be like either a analyst or i don't even know just like a note recorder (laughs) to be on a project of elon musk's or something cutting edge okay and just be able to see the process, how they work through the entire process. Um, being able to document that, that'd be cool if I could document that as well. Yeah. And then just knowing that this piece of technology is coming out before anyone else, that'd right. be super cool. And being able to kind of test it as well. So, so it could like... be AI, it could be the newest car, it mm-hmm. could be anything like that. And it could wouldn't have to be elon musk either but he's at the forefront of i feel like his company he's so he's he's chill too so you could just smoke it not just kidding (laughs) um but it would be be cool but he's crazy man just like the things he says just like um no no regard for yeah like well he believes he will see mars yeah he personally thinks and i think he will too I don't know how, I whether he launches, him. launches himself in a rocket at it near the end of his life. He's just losing it. He's like, I got to see it at least. I mean, if I'm part of that rocket, if there is a two-person rocket, I mean, missile. send me, strap okay. me in, send Here's me Here's a question, up. Ben. Here's a question yeah. while we're on the topic of Elon Musk. Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess this is up, up for the table to answer. They've talked about a one-way trip. You know, like you are the first pioneers to Mars. You're set up to start farming and, you know, like get it ready for civilization. But of course, there's the chance that it it won't work out. There's a chance that you won't successfully set up and that you might die off. But there's no chance of return home from from your mission. If you are successful, 
people will come and there will be rockets back and forth. Right. But you'll have a plaque. Jeez, bro. <laughs> I'll just cut, cut that. that. Um, but you'll have a plaque somewhere. Yeah. But, That's all that matters. <laughs> but it is a one-way. So it, okay. just consider it a one-way trip. Okay. Would you take it? This okay. So I'm thinking like for my dream job or whatever, I'm close to retiring. So what is that? 67 or something like yeah. that? Well, hopefully you'll be retired at 65. Yeah, hopefully. Um, 50. So, no, probably not. <laughs> Even if I didn't have a family by then, I just don't okay. think. I mean, the unknown is cool, yeah. but up to a certain point. Yeah. Once I you mean, know the unknown, it's kind of like, Ooh. <laughs> right. I kind of want to go back. I'd always want the opportunity to go back. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. So, so you would, would not take it unless there was a guaranteed return right. back. Yeah. yeah. Gabe? If I was dying. Oh, well, true. I'd go. Like, if I was, like, diagnosed with something, you know, terminal. Terminal. But what if you had family, like kids, grandkids? I'd give them a sturdy handshake and a $20 bill and hop onto that spaceship with a kick in my step and probably an IV. What about your wife? You leave her behind with a $20 Kiss bill her goodbye? And no, I'll give See? her a kiss. Oh. And a $50 bill. And <laughs> maybe even 100 if I'm feeling generous. <laughs> Yeah, and then donate the rest to charity. No. <laughs> Screw charity, man. <laughs> no, but, you know. So you would, like, ter- terminal illness, you... you yeah, it would you probably might. have to be terminal illness. Gotcha. Fair enough, like, fair enough. Because, you know, I, I'd have lived and I feel like life. you wouldn't be very much use on that ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, would I have Colonize to Mars, young old with... man. <laughs> In a wheelchair. With cancer. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be cancer could be like it can lymphoma, be any <laughs> which is a form of cancer <laughs> oh shoot all right let's not get too far yeah. yeah regardless okay i i can i can understand that yep. yeah yeah no well, how about about you? absolutely yeah. not absolutely okay. the yeah. flip yeah. not ever yeah. i have zero i have zero interest in space mm-hmm. exploration mm-hmm. zero i think and i i hate that crowd that's like why are we exploring other planets when we have all our issues here uh, stop spending your money on rockets and feeding others. Like, I don't agree with that either. I think you should be able to spend your money on whatever you want. And I think right. it's really cool that Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are, are delving into that. Like, I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with privatizing space exploration because I disagree with NASA and, mm-hmm. and being publicly funded. But I personally, for myself, have no interest. I don't think there's anything out there. I don't. I no. I would. Pu- I would bet my life on the fact that there is no intelligent life outside of this planet. Mm-hmm. I'm just flying myself off to a cold and then inversely, sometimes very hot rock. You know, like mm-hmm. there's nothing I'm going to gain from it, and I'm a very people-based person, um, and I want to die around people. Yeah. And I want to die comfortable. Like, sure, I'm not guaranteed a comfortable death. I could die on a job site or I could die of a stroke or a heart attack or cancer. But if I get the choice, I want a nice death at home with my family. Yeah, surrounded by the ones you love. I don't want to die alone on a hot or cold rock. You know, But but imagine imagine your last moments in life. Looking down on Earth. Well, not Wait, necessarily. No, You'd it'd be pretty far from Earth. Yeah, I don't think you could um, through the help of a telescope. <laughs> yeah, but imagine your last moments. 
You put in your high quality Bluetooth earbuds, you look out the window of your space craft, which is like a space station, because that's mm-hmm. probably what they're going to need for that. I think it's a two year journey. Um, and you see, you see Mars, right? You've seen pictures of Mars through telescopes and what, what, you know, a telescope sees, but you see it with your own eyes and the interstellar soundtrack is playing in your headphones and your heart is just slowly Don't fading out. That would be like, I'm still thinking about my kids. Perfection. I'm still thinking about my kids and yeah, hopefully grandkids and great grandkids. Like, you sure you can die wife. in a you can die in a hospital bed with surrounded no, by loved ones. No, I don't want to die in a hospital bed. I want to die at home. Okay. No, that's your only that's option. No, Mars I, or a hospital that was bed. never part of this. <laughs> that was no, you can't establish those variables. I have. And I will. <laughs> so if we all were near death, <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> would we go to I, Mars? Here's here's a caveat. I would go if my wife came with me. Okay, but okay. kids, like it, it, as long as they're not like still in the home, yeah. if they all have their partners or their ch- careers and whatever, they have their own families. You know that can be our goodbye. Like yeah, we're we've aged out and we're headed to Mars. We're gonna go check out you know yeah. the creation around us and and all you right. know chances are we probably won't see you again. But and and that's that would still have to be an agreement like with my wife. Like right, Amanda would have to be totally on board with that. Because then I could totally be happy with that, you know. Yeah. Then we so could both listen to those inter- yeah, inter- yeah, inter- yeah, right. together, and, yeah, and die. Yep, uh, that space. would be cool. I, so I think it, we can all agree that, like, if we had the opportunity and we're like ninety-five years old or whatever, <laughs> like, it, why wouldn't you take yeah. that? Like, to yeah. be honest, just say goodbye and just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be pretty awesome. So yeah. a very, very reduced circumstance, but yes. yeah, very, very like yeah. particular. But yeah, well we we've drifted. We've drifted, but that's fine. That's the point of a podcast. Um, to get a little more, uh, I don't know, deep. Ben, this is a question we plan to have all, for all of our career day uh, par- interviewees. Um, well, it's not an interview. I guess yeah, it's, it's like conversation. 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 Um, in your opinion. Is a person's career is a person's career directly tied to their happiness? Why or why not? That's that yeah, that's a really good question. I looked at that and I was like, oof, that's a, that's a good one. Um It's heavy. So I think everything I think it's ab- a controversial right. thought. So here's the thing, like your your work or your daily work will affect everything around you, everyone around you depending on like i guess well pretty much exclusively just because if you don't enjoy your work that usually spills out over into whoever you contact afterwards right Mm -hmm. so in that in that regard i think choosing the right career is very essential and i think choosing a career that adds to your happiness is definitely uh, is obviously optimal right you don't want to be working in somewhere where you hate Mm -hmm. Um, I think the big thing is letting that your work day spill into your personal life is something that you can choose to not let happen in other words so in that case I think like 
work is a huge factor, but it's not, I don't know. It's not something that you should let just completely destroy your life. In other words, um, or but fill I th- it, not destroy it, maybe, right. but just fill it. Right, exactly. So it, it's a really good question because I think it's got multiple layers to it because you you don't want your work to be your only source of happiness, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that would be terrible. I mean, then the relationships and everything that you have surrounding that, I mean, it's just tied to work. There are people who have that as a sort total source of happiness. So I think the, the medium defined is you enjoy the, your work and you enjoy the people you work with, but you're able to separate that when you return home to your family. Yeah. And hopefully at that point, it would be kind of like a detachment, in other words. So you can't, you don't carry your work issues, your stress, etc., with your family. So it's a really good question. I really like that one because... I think if you can find that balance, and I know that's kind of generic because everyone says find the work-life balance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of directly addressing the question, I think I think it is strongly tied um, to your overall happiness, but not ex- not exclusively. And I might have <laughs> reshaped that as I talked it out. Oh no, 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 that's fine. But Look, I think that's my reasoning. Right. It. I think that's my reasoning behind it. So then my follow-up to that, because I, I like your answer there. My follow-up to that is, do humans need work to be happy? Ah. Uh, I think everyone strives to achieve the sense of fulfillment that work brings, and especially doing good work and work that is recognized with, hey, this you did a great job. Like, I think that's just, I mean... I think God built us to work, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, can you repeat the, the question one more time? Do humans need work to be happy? Okay. Fulfill- does fulfillment equal happiness? I guess that's the question. Because I think to be fulfilled, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you define fulfilled? Um Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I know, too. and th- that that's really challenging. I think it, I would say yes, but it's it's probably this more is all, nuanced than that. We we want your personal opinion. Ben. Right. We want your feelings on the matter. We don't want you. You don't need to right shape uh, formulate an answer to, yeah. to what you think others. Believe. And I would we say, want to know what you. Yeah, I would honestly believe. say I haven't thought this through enough to give a definitive answer. But I would say closer to yes, to be happy, you need to be working, um, in some form. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, yeah, I mean, when you're retired, et cetera, I mean, you, you're reaping the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Um, but during your life, if you could just live through life without any work, just because you inherited a million dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. I think you would definitely find that I need to be doing something, and that something is has to be work-ish related. Yeah. That's just my thought. That's what I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's kind of my answer. And that was a really good question. But I, yeah, I haven't arrived at like, oh, I'm absolutely firm on this answer. But I think for the most part, yes, probably. Yeah. Um, so I, I would wholeheartedly agree. I, I think, I think human nature is such, and I think there's a lot of people who won't admit it or don't even believe it. But I think 
work is an absolute necessity for true fulfillment and happiness because I do think fulfillment equals happiness. Okay. Um, and I think when you are fulfilled, you have joy. Um, and I think the reason that we have such a sad, depressed, suicidal, overeating, uh, binge culture, especially in America, is a lack of work. I think people choose the easy way because, of course, our, our nature is lazy. But I think <laughs> at our apex, at our absolute best, we're all working. That's that's where we would all strive. It's how society functions. Yeah, I mean, but I don't I don't even base it on you know like a society. I think, like, to even let's let's say there's no society and you're a man with a family in the middle of nowhere and there's no society around you, you will still be fulfilled by working the field, by providing for your family, um, by hunting, gathering. Um, not only. Is it a necessity if you sh- if you do not eat you sh- or if you do not work you shall not eat it. It is completely a hundred percent part of how we were created. Is I mean even before the fall, we were designed to work. And yeah, there would have been a lot more joy to it, and it would have been a lot less difficult and a lot less uh, straining to our our broken down bodies. Um, but you know when I as a self employed man you know i go through i'm currently in a dry spell for work and it's just this part of the year is is pretty slow for for um for labor and i feel you know just a little bit out of you know just out of balance mm-hmm. you know i i i wake up each day and i go yeah you know my, my purpose is you know not being fulfilled at this moment you know sure i'm a dad and i'm a husband and i can help around the house and it's great to spend time with my daughters and my wife but at the end of the day you're like i didn't really do anything you know that Mm -hmm. brings forth what i was meant to do um and so yeah i am thankful for the time off and the rest but at the same time you're itching i find myself itching to get back to work and i think that's a basis of a lot of depression in America, as a lot of people choose not to work, even though if they really were honest with themselves or if they really followed what they should be doing, they could be a lot happier. Even if they're, even if you're working the third shift at a gas station five nights a week, sure, some people are like, ah, oh, you know, it's an icky job or I don't want to do it, or you're still going to have fulfillment. You're going to still get that paycheck and go, yeah, I worked for that. That's mine. Mm-hmm. I earned that. I deserve that, you know, and I think when we each are a cog and we each are doing something to contribute to the world around us or better for it. And so just long answer to a short question is, yeah, I think work is imperative to happiness, mm-hmm. even if it's just something small. Yeah. Work is as I, I mean, even as I think about it more, even if you didn't have to work to actually like um support your family yeah it's like still your your life is filled with just non-stop well pleasure or just like doing fun things mm-hmm. where's the sense of like i would think you would lose that sense of specialness that comes with those th- those things in your life mm-hmm. and then it would just be a blur of just non-stop well this isn't special anymore because mm-hmm. i'm doing the these extravagant things and you don't appreciate and, it as much right 
And so I think that in itself is a testament to the the value of work, mm. um, even if you don't need technically to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you definitely there. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you look back in history when there's been great depressions and and recessions, men in vast droves have committed suicide over a lack of work and a lack of feeling um, like they're adding to the family and to the society. While it's still not an excuse to take your own life, I think it's even more imperative to the man mm-hmm. in society is work I mean, we just, it's built in. And I think, I think you're not being honest if you don't believe that work is built into your genes as a male. It's just, and again, it could be a cushy, you know, desk job to one of the hardest, most grueling Mm -hmm. mill jobs. It's all, it all is good and it all creates something. um, And it's all, all good for you. As long as you know you have moral work, mm-hmm. it's it's beneficial. But yeah, Gabe, any thoughts on that? I mean, I I'd agree with, uh, um, just like, you know, you have to. I think fulfillment. It doesn't equal happiness, but fulfillment is. I guess imperative to happiness, if that makes sense. Uh, essential or like a necessary. It's like it's a factor of happiness. Yeah. It's not the factor, but it's mm-hmm. a factor of happiness is fulfillment. I understand. Um, I know people who I work with people who say they absolutely hate their job, you know, and. But what, couldn't you argue that maybe they're not being fulfilled in other parts of their lives, and that's why they hate their job? Maybe, but. I work with this guy, and he seems, you know, he has a family, he has a wife, he has two kids, and he seems to really, you know, care about them, mm-hmm. and, you know, he talks about them to me, and, uh, you know, it's the way he talks about it, I feel like he's very fulfilled in his family life, mm-hmm. but in his work life, you know, sometimes he just gets pissed at stuff, and, you know. what well, we all do, I feel well, like. yeah, <laughs> especially if you work blue collar. <laughs> Um, not to put you down, Ben, but um, oh, I'm sure Ben's hit code oh, issues. I know he's he definitely been frustrated against something pissed, but I like, just don't outwardly display my right. Gotcha. But I feel like there's. <laughs> I'm we, alone at work at home. Of course, I just shout at the just screen. like take a fruit snack and shove it at the <laughs> yeah, wall. Exactly. Yeah. No, but like there is. I feel like there's a difference in in you know being frustrated at something technical and something. You know, like yeah, when building a house, let's say, because like with the house, there's a little bit of wiggle room where you can kick something <laughs> or or like if the know, foundation off, you can't down. just loosely get it in there, just like shoot things with a nail gun. I feel like yeah. there's a little bit of breathing room for that, but yeah. with a you know, like five hundred dollar PC, you can't just throw that at a wall, but you can chuck wood, <laughs> hammer, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. shock them. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, um, but he he seems filled in his life, and he's been doing construction for thirty five years. Oh, that's that's probably why. <laughs> right out of high school, he didn't go to college. Um, he said he was interested, but I didn't get why he didn't go to college. Um, but you know, 
I sometimes I feel like people just say they hate their job. I, I, I would like agree. That's, it's in vogue to hate your job. Yeah, by the way. that's yeah. that's the thing to say, which I think oh, is I is stupid. Job. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's like a good conversation starter, kind of like, like Mondays. Oh, Mondays, like <laughs> or it's yeah. just or it's just something to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. I hate my job, but like, I say I hate my job at my job, but I love my job. Oh, and See, I'm kind of like a, the like the, Ben said, it's a vogue thing. Yeah. Right, and I'm kind of like the ray of sunshine on my job. Everyone else on Monday, they're like, Ugh. and I'm not a morning person. It's because they went out and got soused the weekend Probably. on the weekend. Yeah, maybe work in um, Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> but, the land of the brews, <laughs> the many brews, almost as many. I, yeah, lakes. I think you can say you hate your job, but I, I think you can definitely have a crappy job mm-hmm. and be happy in your life. But that's it's hard. That's not though. the argument. I'm saying yeah. you can have crappy work, and I think you can still derive happiness from it. Okay. Because it's not because the work the itself. It's work. You're working. You yeah. are a positive influence in society. Right. By adding to it. Yeah. And by not just sitting on your butt all day, and I think that in itself, you can hate. You can. I feel like hate's a strong word. You cannot love what you do mm-hmm. and still derive fulfillment from it. Work as a concept, I think, is what uh, Noah's getting at is yeah. essential to happiness like, or being fulfilled. As a floor installer, I don't go, oh, my word, I just can't wait to install floors. Mm-hmm. Like, I never think that, but I, I don't dislike it. I do enjoy it in some occasions. Some occasions are really difficult, and you go, oh, I hate my job. It's just really difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. But after a long, hard day, even if mm-hmm. it was rough, there's nothing more satisfying than oh. coming home from it and going, yeah, I did it. I beat it. And now I get to go home and enjoy the fruits yeah. of my hard work. So you like your job in retrospect? Is that what you're saying? Well, some, even some days I'll be like, oh, I just I love doing this. You know, Especially in new construction. I love installing floors in new construction. It's a blast. Yeah, like slightly finished homes. Like, where do you come in in the home building process? Right before trim. Oh, so the home's basically done. Yeah. Okay. But there's, like, no doors to undercut, no weird, you know. It makes it easier for you. Yeah, it's clean. You don't have to tear up. There's no surprises under the subfloor. Right. Um, It's all ready. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, but then you'll come into a a refab or a refurb and – you know, you got to fix the the subfloor and there's something you got to rip out that's just a pain. I hate demolition. That's something about my job I hate. Demolition. Ripping up old floor. That sucks. Mm. Especially hardwood. But you beat it and you get done with the day. And it's not, it's not the work that I find fulfillment in. It's the way the work affects my life. It makes it so that I can provide for a family. It makes it so that I can give to my church. It makes it so that I can enjoy times with my friends. And I think that's where the fulfillment comes from is work itself might not, like Ben said, work is a concept. Work itself might not fulfill you, but everything that comes from it will. And I wholeheartedly believe that. It's essential. And like, I think what we're arguing here is that it's essential for like our lives basically in other yeah. words we're, we're not I, maybe we're not on the same page but we're, we're in the same chapter yeah. of a book yeah. <laughs> I like that so I get it there yeah. we go that was a good question though yeah makes you think 
Yes, it does. And listeners, if you're thinking, good. Um, Ben. (laughs) They're all just mindless drones, Gabe. Of course they're not (laughs) thinking. (laughs) Um, Ben, another question, because ultimately this is about your career, because it is career day. Yes, sir. It is. Um, I guess, no, that's like a closing question. Um, Are there any points in choosing or like preparing for your career that you wish you'd done differently like what was the i guess what was the process of of getting into the job and what would you change if you could yeah so i i started out the right way in terms of i think early as early as possible out of high school um try to pursue the career that you're going into or at least the degree that you're going into because you it is nicer to do it earlier rather than later if you are fully into college if you're not then obviously that it is what it is right you ha- you've explored other options or you are exploring other options right but for the it at least in the it field certainly a good thing is while the skills are fresh and while you're young certainly go to a four-year uh, college and then get the degree the one thing that i did differently that i or did that i wish i did differently was wait too long to get an internship because I could have had a year or two experience in the field before I even graduated college. Now, granted, I was at going to Metro State, which is a night college, which is untraditional. So it was harder to get internships and they didn't have a nice, like cushy program like the U of M does, which it's right. an essential part of their structure yeah. to get an internship in certain degrees. Um, but certainly internships are by far, I think, I mean, you hear that from everyone, but they're so essential, I think, to get into the, into the field. Um, and they teach you the, the, like, what a day in the corporate world is like. And then you can determine, well, is this really for me or not? Because mm-hmm. there's no lasting, like, commitment for an internship, which is really nice. Because you can determine, like, what do I like even within the field that I'm going for? They threw a bunch of stuff at me in my internship, and I was like, I had never done some of these things, mm-hmm. even though I had completed a four-year. And then that helped me determine, hey, I really like doing this. I really like doing this. So it's invaluable, I'd say, to get an internship. If you can, within your field, if you're going to college within your field. Um, so I think that was the my one bigger misstep, um, just not going after that internship earlier. Well, um, well... What were the effects of that? Would you say? So Would basically, just like time lost or yeah, time lost. Yep. Okay. So basically, I got my first um, career job. I think it would be yeah, twenty four or something. Like so, that's a little bit later than someone fresh out of college, twenty two or something like that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just a little bit of time lost. I mean, in the end, I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm where I want to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. But before that, I mean, I could be like, theoretically, I could be in a higher position than I am now. But I can't like complain at all because I've right. it's been crazy the last couple of years. But still, like you get that extra couple of years in the field right. um, that you missed by maybe not, um, I guess, going after <clears throat> the job quite as hard as you could have. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's just because I could have theoretically had a job right out of college instead of waiting a little bit. Um, gotcha. So that's just the only, only thing really. Um, but otherwise, I followed it by the book, like in terms of working during college, and then just slowly, 
getting the degree done in terms of i mean it was it was fairly like by the books in that regard so. okay are you debt free i am oh wow yeah so the big thing was a metro state is cheaper mm-hmm. and it's non-traditional it's like um I don't even know what the per credit hour but or whatever, but it's probably was closer to twelve thousand a year or Holy ten or twelve. Yeah. Cheap. Yep. So maybe a little more than that. Um but yeah, so that would I was able to I only did three classes, two or three classes per semester. So I delayed it. I didn't like I already had quite a bit of PSEO done mm-hmm. in high school, which is also a huge part because then which that double counts. So PSEO for everyone out there. It double counts as college and high school while you're doing the same class. Yeah. So that's essential for saving money. Oh yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I took it slower so I could actually pay for my college. Um, I I was working through like close to full time through college as well, mm-hmm. so that was big. And then I also lived at my parents, which obviously the rent was really low. Yeah. So that was essential too. I mean, obviously everyone can't be in that situation, but right. that those were the contributing factors that allowed me to pay my way through college. Um, and then there were some tra- tax credit things, I think, as well early, like mm-hmm. when I went to Century that my parents were able to just use and then I paid them back or whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, for yeah for them because it actually was beneficial for them on their tax returns to pay um so i think that that's kind of the way it went through and then the big thing was yeah night college because then you can work during the day and it sucks it sucks big time because they're (laughs) three and a half hour classes and once or twice a week so it's just terrible in that regard but it allows you to work through college and it allows you to have the chance to graduate maybe debt free but again if i went to a private college i'd be swimming in debt Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i mean there's that and that's a huge up in life is graduating college debt free i mean oh yeah it's like next to a mortgage especially going into the kind of career that you are i mean Mm -hmm. then i'm coming out with a hard science without debt is just i i can't put a number on the value of that Mm -hmm. because it, it puts you ahead for so much financially in life oh yeah What's funny is how many, how many, I wouldn't say loopholes, but like things you have to do specifically aimed towards being debt free in order to be debt free out of college. Cause like, there's so many, it's just so, it's it's, it's so funny that debt is like a normal thing. Oh yeah. People for people so young too. Mm -hmm. Like you're almost expected to have debt out of college, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you, you know go to these fancy universities that everyone seems to want to go to like these oh, ivy yeah. schools yeah. and whatever you know sure there's scholarship but like really what is scholarship at the end of the day if you're going to a private school that you know maybe costs a hundred grand a year oh, and it's oh uh, in quotes cut down to uh oh you're only paying 40 a year yeah. it's still 40 and that's you know? just for like oh. the college experience oh right? yeah and yeah. so I, yeah, that's one thing. So like the negative of all that was I didn't have the standard college experience. It Which was I terrible. Say is like, all, to, right. It's not all that me. it's, yeah. I, it would be I did nice it for to a make... semester and that's all I needed. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, it goes, it, the magic fades yeah. so quickly. I think, I think back if to when, if I were still in college right now, I'd be like, I'd probably get bored of that. Like, sure. You 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 make different friends and That's you have the big you thing, have adventures. But friends. I went to I also did the college experience out of state. Yeah. So that was even more fun. Um, 
but right. you know i'm still paying for it yeah i know that's, i'm that's hard and it's it's been over a year since Jeez. i've left and you've only been there you were only there for a year or a so? semester a, a semester Oh, and, geez, and I work a full-time job. Man. Yeah, all right. I don't want to think about the numbers. Yeah, there, so do you really want the college experience? That's a good question, yeah. yeah. Imagine that times eight. Yeah. So <laughs> What I have. <laughs> I was just in, like, with a bunch of people that were already professionals, usually, mm-hmm. and working towards their second degree or, oh, like, dang. their four-year. They've already worked, had a two-year, and they've already, they're already established in their field. So it was intimidating. But at the same time, it was a probably a more it was very dry experience because they just wanted to get out of there. Like there was nothing really like in terms of socializing. It was just not there. Like even groups, it was hard yeah. to get out. Like they have families, etc. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it was kind of a I would say like, <laughs> yeah, the one word to dis- word to describe it would be just really bland. Like yeah. there was nothing exciting about it at all. But then again, like if you're going through just to get through with your stuff and finish, then is it really that bad after all? I just think, oh, could I have made different friends and stuff? And the like, right. That's the only. There's thing, always really. the question of what if, you know? Yeah. What like, if? Yeah. What if but, I went to college? Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but you know, at the yeah. end of the day, you're where you're at. And... Either go to a community college or don't go to college. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to be screwed beyond belief for the rest unless, of your life. Unless you're going. <laughs> don't to tell be... your brother that. <laughs> Oh yeah, Isaac, unless you're gonna I'm be sorry. like an engineer. Or well, a he's surgeon. gonna be an engineer. He can he can. He'll deal pay with it that. off in a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the U of M isn't as crazy as like some of these other private colleges. Yeah, it's not yeah. as terrible. I heard it's not awful. It's reasonable. Yeah, but um, I think we should wrap up because <coughs> yeah. we're getting to our time here. Uh, I think we should just start up, do a closing question, not make it like too long. Um, I guess. Uh, wisdom to the to the youths the youths what would you say to people going into college um i guess you know maybe pursuing a career in what you're doing uh if they find that yeah speak particularly to the the tech yeah. Yeah. industry if you could like what steps so, should they take in yeah. high school yep. in college i would say so it's the industry to go into. I think we all know that. I mean, tech jobs are... It's not going to go away. No, no, it's not. It's just going to get be Bigger. even more high demand. Everything's yeah. turning to tech. So it's the it's the industry to go to. So if you're into that, just, I mean, go wholeheartedly towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say definitely go the way... Like, a, t- a degree is a degree. So don't go after, like, this, like, MIT, well, <laughs> MIT, or, like, if you have that opportunity, that's insane. But mm-hmm. don't go after these really, tech, like, expensive private technical schools and such. They'll look at your resume, and they'll see, yeah, you got a four-year. You should be able to know how to do this stuff. Experience yeah. is key. And tying into that, like I already said, internship is very essential, which is a lot of degrees nowadays. Um but yeah, the, like the number one piece of advice is continue um, outside of work. Like if you're working in high school to continue build your skills in the tech field and then be up to date on kind of everything that's going around, then you'll have a huge head start going into your degree um, yeah. as a tech tech person. Um, but I think most of, most everyone is up to that point anyway, but just make sure that you're well-rounded too. Mm-hmm. Being well-rounded definitely makes the, your resume stand out, and people are like, "Oh, this guy can do any like anything I asked him, basically." Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that I think that's key too. 
And then, yeah, when you do get that internship, prove yourself to be a really good team member. Corporations are looking for being able to work with a team over all else, even technical skills. Oh, it's wow. that crazy. My like my boss actually said that. He's like, first of all, I want to see your personality, everything surrounding that, and then technical skills are secondary, which is insane. Wow. Because as long as you can learn, he's willing to be. Because I didn't have all of the technical skills at that point. Mm-hmm. You, they're they're allow they allow you to learn, or they're they're allowing you to learn on the job. Okay. A lot of times when you're starting out. So keep that in mind and just be really approachable and everything surrounding that. And then I think that's pretty much it in summary. So Yeah, that's, no, that's good. good. Short and sweet. We like that. Exactly. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, yeah, thank Ben. You. Oh, yeah. It was super fun. Yeah. yeah thanks, I guys, for having me. I didn't know this much about your job, so it was fun to get to know more about it. Um, but, yeah, guys, tech is a good, good path to go on. Yeah. I mean, just to figure out this whole... <laughs> set up for <laughs> this audio equipment i probably would have needed a tech person if i didn't have someone i could call which i did call someone so um but yeah thank you for joining the gin topics podcast uh next week we will be having our lit minute our lit minute or literature minute uh, and we're uh, excited to talk about dandelion wine by ray bradbury you should already know about it but if you don't, you still have time to read it. <laughs> <laughs>